This is John Beethan, your host and producer on the Alternative Health Tools podcast, where together we discover and share new alternative health tools and resources from alternative healthcare practitioners and experts. This is episode 68, and it's titled Metaphysical Colon Hydrotherapy, subtitled Embracing Life by Letting Go, A New Perspective in Healing with Stephanie Cato. And today, we're very fortunate to have her on the show. She has about 11 certifications in her field, and we'll be talking in depth about a unique program she's developed over the course of about 20-plus years she calls Metaphysical Colon Hydrotherapy. And we'll also be talking about eating right for your blood type, what an intentional cleanse is, and why it's so important to embrace love and life by letting go. And if you come to AlternativeHealthTools.com, there are show notes rich in resources and links mentioned in the show. Let's get into it with you. I mean, metaphysical, I'm familiar somewhat with colon, you know, colon cleansing and stuff, but the metaphysical component to it is, to me, is like really interesting. Okay. Um, Well, for those of your listeners who don't know what a colonic is or colon hydrotherapy, it's a gentle cleansing of the large intestine using purified water. Um, There's two different systems that colon therapists offer. There's the open system, which you're in a reclining position. It's a gravity system, so it's a continuous fill and empty. Mm-hmm. And um, you're actually releasing around a rectal nozzle into an open basin. It's much more like using a toilet. On that one, the client would bear down, just like they're having a bowel movement. Mm-hmm. On the closed system, they're lying on a massage table, um, and it's a very gentle fill. That's the way I do it anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're filling, you're only filling. When you're emptying, you're only emptying. And on that one, you would let the, the therapist know when you feel full to release, and then she would release you. Mm-hmm. Um, so with the metaphysical, what I, what I did is I created a system of healing that say a client has a, a particular physical dysfunction they come in with. Um, of course, I address the physical. So we look at lifestyle, we look at nutrition, we look at water. But then if they want to, we go a little bit further mm-hmm. and we look at the emotional aspect, the mental aspect and the spiritual aspect of that particular dysfunction. And the reason I do that is because I really trust in the wisdom of the body I believe that our bodies love us and want us to heal on all levels of our being. But honestly, we people generally don't pay attention to the emotional part of us unless we really have to. The physical will get our attention. So I think that the body uses the physical as a way to kind of knock on the door and say, hey, there's something here. And that knock will get louder until we look at it, until we answer that door. Would you, would you agree that a whole lot of change doesn't really happen until it becomes so painful, whether it's physical or emotional? Or I do, I do. And that's why, you know, I really honor the challenging parts of life. Mm-hmm. And I look at it as a positive because if you think about it, most of us have shifted during the challenging times mm-hmm. as opposed to the times when things were just kind of easy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm going to drop a link into your website, and it's the link that is on the Get to Know Us, so that people can actually see that a um, little bit about you, you know? But Thank course, you. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. So how long have you been doing this? I have been a colon hydrotherapist for 21 years. 21 years? 21 years. Well, we're not going to, yeah. we're not going to ask your age, but that's a long it's time. It's okay. I'm, I'm 53. Oh, yeah. awesome. You look great. 53. Thank you. 
53. I just turned. Yeah. (laughs) Congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. So you want to go into a little bit more depth? Um, I'm probably going to like jump on your website a little bit. Sure. Absolutely. Um, So, you know, I'll kind of give you an idea of what a typical metaphysical session is. Um, Mm -hmm. Let's say, for instance, somebody comes in and they've got some weight Mm -hmm. that they have that they'd like to get rid of. And, you know, they've done a lot of the diets and they've changed their diet and things like that. And it's just not Mm -hmm. moving. Um, First of all, I always tell people, if you're going to change your diet or do a cleanse, always start with a colonic. And the reason why is you want to create space in your body. So when it starts detoxing and dumping the toxins, it has some place to go. You want to make sure that that exit door or the colon is open. Mm -hmm. Um, Otherwise, you know, the experience of the cleanse or changing the diet can be very uncomfortable. So it's just a way to be able to throw out the old trash. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so somebody comes in and let's say they they tell me, yes, I, I have been gaining some weight. I don't know what to do. Um, we'll take a look at, you know, are they moving their body and what exactly are they eating? Uh, I am a proponent of eating for your blood type. Um, I've been eating that way for about, yeah, 17 years. And, uh, you know, for me, it works very well for a lot of clients. It it does, um, because it's about eating food your body can metabolize. Mm -hmm. So we talk about that. Can you go, Um, can you go over those types briefly? uh, Yes. So there's four different types. Okay. Uh, there is a, a, B. B and O and um, you know, and it makes sense to me because not every single person on the planet is going to resonate with one particular diet. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I've had experiences with clients who have had constipation all their life Mm -hmm. and they start eating for their blood type and their body starts releasing. Yeah. So if I told you that I really like a little bit of meat and a lot of vegetables, do you know my blood type? A little bit of meat and a lot of vegetables, probably A, I would say. Probably, huh? <laughs> yeah. Um, but even, you know, O's, who are really the meat eaters of the blood type, which is what I am, uh, you can be vegan very, very easily and very comfortably. So, you know, what I just tell people is take a look at what the blood type diet is. And it's broken down into three categories. Beneficial, which acts as medicine. Neutral, which acts as food and avoid which acts as poison. So you just don't want to eat any of the foods in the avoid section. Mm -hmm. And then if, let's say, you're a vegetarian and you're a blood type O or you're vegan, just eat the foods that are in the beneficial and the neutral Mm -hmm. and avoid those things that you don't want to eat. It's not a problem. Mm -hmm. What's the book? I mean, it's probably available. I mean, do you recommend people get a book? Actually, I recommend, I mean, yes, if you want to get more behind, you know, the details of it, sure. Um, but if you just kind of want to hop on the diet, download the app. It's the blood type diet and it's by Peter Diadamo. Um, that's really easy because everybody has their phone on them all the time. And it's a way to be able to, if you're out in a restaurant, you want to know what can I eat, look up your list and then pick your, you know, food choices from there. And I tell people, you know, if you've had a particular dysfunction for, um, you know, the longer you've had it, you just really need to be patient with yourself. But I would say to really understand what the blood type diet can do, you know, you want to stay on it for a couple of couple of months to six months pretty diligently and see the changes that happen in your body and then go ahead and maybe add something that's not on your list okay. one at a time, maybe about four to five days apart and see how your body reacts to it. You know, your body will let you know. Right. what it likes and what it doesn't like and how that may show up for people is they may start to get gas. They may get bloating. 
they might start to put on weight again. They may start to get some constipation. Um, the reason I think that particular diet works is because when we eat foods, our body can metabolize. We can digest, absorb, assimilate, and eliminate it properly. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we're eating foods, our body you know, can't metabolize, then I believe it ends up with inflammation and congestion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so, awesome. <laughs> so then um, once we you know, kind of look at the physical part of us, then I ask the client, you know, do you want to look at some deeper levels? And it is important to look at emotionally because we do hold emotions on a cellular level in our body. And that really does affect, um, you know, how our body functions. Um, I had a client who recently left a relationship that was not working for her. Hmm. And two weeks after she had left, she dropped 15 pounds. She did not change her diet. She did not do any more exercise. The only thing she did was leave a relationship that her body knew she did not feel safe in. I have, and heard, once, I have heard that quite a bit. Yes, yes. And that might be interesting to some of your listeners, but it's absolutely real. Mm-hmm. Um, then, you know, so, um, and the interesting thing about the emotional body is one of the things I hear a lot about my clients is they'll say, but I've already done that work. I've already looked at that part of me. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely honor and respect that they have. My uh, response to that is, you know, if your body is reflecting that maybe there might be another layer that needs to come off, that it's worth taking the time, it's worth being in acceptance that, okay, maybe there's more. Because, you know, our bodies also protect us from revealing too much at one time that would overwhelm us and possibly shut us down. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, to really uh, encourage people to have the courage to take a look even a little bit deeper than they did before. Um, Then we will go next to the mental aspect of us. And, you know, what we believe to be true is what becomes true. So if I lead my life believing that I am not worthy on some level, and a lot of this is subconscious and it's, you know, unconscious, that's what I love the metaphysical colonics because while you're physically releasing, we talk about these things that maybe we believe in that may have been true for us at a, at a particular time in our life, in our childhood, in the past, but today it's actually working against us. So to be willing to look at what our belief systems are and where we need to shift that so we can really start to shift into some peace and happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, And then we will go to the spiritual aspect. Again, if this is something the client wants to do. And when I talk about spirituality, I'm not necessarily talking about God. I can be, um, but it could also be the higher self. It could be divine universe. Whatever word works for you, whatever concept of that works for you is great. It's your experience of whatever it is. But I really do believe that, you know, it's important for us to be able to trust in something. You know, when we lead our lives from a place of fear, because we're really not connected in, because we don't really feel safe, because we're concerned that the money we have is going to be taken, or we're never going to get that relationship, or whatever it is that we as human beings really put a lot of energy and, and you know, effort into the fear around something. Um, all of that can create gripping and constriction in the body and then it affects how the energy flows in our body and then that affects you know really how are we releasing 
not only digestively, but lymphatically, you know, all systems, right? Because everything works together. So that's basically how I offer sessions to people. Um, so you can see it can take some time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also one of the reasons that I wrote the book that I did, because I want people to be able to go home and, you know, kind of work with themselves and, yeah. you know, really take the time to um, read about what it is that we talked about and then maybe prepare themselves for the next session. Okay. Well, yeah. talking about the books on your website, you have two books, right? I do. Um, I have Embracing Love by Letting Go, a Metaphysical Cleanse. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I have Embracing Life by Letting Go, and that is a guide for therapists. And it doesn't necessarily mean it's just for colon hydrotherapists, although, of course, you know, I talk a lot about colon therapy in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really can be for anybody who is in service, body workers, massage therapists, anybody who works with clients. It's really just kind of sensitivity training, mm-hmm. maybe offering some things that people didn't think about. Um for me personally, I feel it is great honor to be able to serve people in the way that we as therapists do. Um, and, you know, I really believe it's important to always honor where somebody's at, what their process is, where they want to go so that we're not, you know, placing our agenda on somebody else or our judgment, but really just being there as empathetic, compassionate mm-hmm. listeners. Mm-hmm. Awesome. On the website, there's a there's a section there for vegans and vegetarians. And mm-hmm. I, I'm really interested in this because in the work I've been doing with North County Eco Alliance and the Immersus nonprofit for San Diego Water Protectors as a project, I'm getting really close to making a shift and wanting to at least become vegetarian. But uh, And I'm looking for somebody to interview on that that has at least 20 years of experience and is healthy. Because mm-hmm. there was a period in my life where I lived in Santa Fe, New Mexico when I was a lot younger. And there were people, I don't know, five, I, I knew these people. And then I moved away and came back. And a lot of these people were vegetarians for like 20 years. And honestly, a lot of them had died in the, mm-hmm. from, and, or had, had complications because of malnutrition. Mm-hmm. So I have concerns about it. And I think we've come a really long ways with understanding that. But what I've been getting lately is um, I just don't I, – I, I mean, I truly understand exactly the problem with, uh, with, the, with the industry and how much resources um, raising cattle take. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I want to lighten up my body, quite frankly. I'm just curious what you might have to say about it. You know, honestly, if that's a very personal decision for people, and you yeah. have to really um, – try different things to see how it works for you. Yes. Um, but I believe in, you know, it, that's why it's worth it to take the time to do some food cleanses. Mm-hmm. It's really such a wonderful way to be able to see what our body doesn't need, how we function without that particular food. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, here in America, the portion sizes that we eat is kind of crazy. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah, it is. And I've had friends that have come to visit from Japan that are shocked at the amount of food that we're given. Um, and so, you know, it, really, it's an individual thing. I would say if, yeah, if you want to try being a vegan, I think that that's a really great, healthy diet. Um, and, you know, a lot of green leafy vegetables are awesome. Um, they're packed with so much nutrition. And, you know, for people that maybe are used to eating meat and they want to go vegan, you may just need to eat more often throughout the day so mm-hmm. that you're um, – because, you know, things like meat is going to stay in your system longer. It's going to give you that feeling of fullness. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. for a longer period of time. Mm-hmm. So just keep that in mind, just smaller meals throughout the day. For a lot of people, that diet works anyway, just so that we're not inundating our body with so much food right. at one time. You know, it just right. makes it easier for the body to digest. There's some great um, vegan protein powders out there. I like uh, Sun Warrior. I use that one a lot in my smoothies because um, I can find the one that doesn't have sugar and um, it's lovely. So, you know, there's so many on the market. I would say, you know, give them a try. Just kind of start experimenting, see how your body feels and reacts to it. Okay. Not all are created equal for each person. So, right. mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I fully support your um, desire to do that. I think that's great. Sun Warrior Protein. <laughs> yeah. No, awesome. That's great. I mean, the resources are wonderful, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. I spend a lot of quite a bit of my time with millennials. Uh-huh. And there's a lot of reason they do. It's just they have a tendency to go beyond thinking outside the box and more about creating a new box, which I think is the world really needs. But, yes. But so a lot of them are vegetarian. A lot of them are vegan. And, uh, yeah, I, I just I really I'm really enjoying the tribe. What can I say? <laughs> Good for you. That's great. Yeah. So who is the what, what person typically? Um, finds you or seeks you out. I mean, who, who is there a profile of the, the kind of person that normally finds you, or is it across the board? Or you know, there's a range. I mean, I, I there are people that come in their twenties um, mm-hmm. and are starting to have issues. Most of the clients I see are probably between thirty and fifty. I would say because about your thirties, <laughs> your body's starting to talk to you a little bit more and saying. Yeah, all that stuff you did back in your 20s, it's starting to affect us now. So we need to start looking at changing things. Um, I have people that really have some, you know, serious physical issues and illness. I have people that um, have candida and parasites. Mm -hmm. Um, Home therapy is a really great way to release that die off and really help to cleanse cleanse the body that way. Um, People, of course, that have some constipation, digestive Mm -hmm. issues. But I also have people that are cleansing, you know, and they want to just make their cleanse as efficient as possible. I have people that are really super healthy mm-hmm. that want to uh, maintain their health. And they understand that really the gut is the place you need to start when it, yep. it comes to, you know, health. Um, and then I have people that come really just for the metaphysical work because it's an ongoing process for them. Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of across the board. <laughs> yeah. I started following Dr. David Perlmutter couple of years ago yes when, love him. when grain brain came out mm-hmm. and I, the way i approach things and i recommend people do the same is is experiment and what that means is i read the book and i thought okay i'm going to put myself i'm going to take myself off grains and gluten for a week and see how i feel you know which is that's the other thing i tell people it's like you really got to get in touch with how your body feels it will tell you yeah. what it needs yes. anyway it was only three days into it when i woke up one morning and I just was felt crystal clear mentally mm-hmm. and physically. I just felt a whole lot better. But of course he talks, he's a neurologist and he talks a lot about the effects of the brain, but mm-hmm. he's, he's been diving very deep into gut health. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And, and I'm glad you have that experience. You know, just a note, if some of your listeners do come off certain foods, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes some people will actually feel worse before they start feeling right. better. It just depends on the level of toxicity. It depends at what rate their body is detoxing. Uh, so that's another reason why I tell people to start with a clonic because it's just going to make things a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't, 
you know, I just don't want people to perceive that if they come off of something and they start to feel worse, right. that that means that, you know, they need to necessarily stay on that. It, it could be, but it could also be that your body just needs to go through a, a bit of a healing process. Yeah. Have you heard the term um, a healing crisis that was coined, oh, yes. coined originally yes. by Dr. Bernard Jensen? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, and tell me if I'm wrong, but it's basically when you do start healing and cleansing, the body can, in reverse, start to experience minor experiences of, let's just say, like you broke your ankle. You mm-hmm. may actually, in reverse, go through a little period where your ankle starts bothering you. Or, mm-hmm. or how would you define, how, how do you define it? So a healing crisis is just that, you know, um, it is where the body is starting to release. Okay, so I have a theory about this. Awesome. And it's this, it's the same when it comes to the emotional body too. Mm-hmm. So this is where I really encourage people to be patient and loving and compassionate with themselves, mm-hmm. whether they start a physical cleanse or an emotional cleanse, mm-hmm. because something similar happens between both. Um, I believe that the origin of the physical issue started from a emotional, mental, spiritual place. Mm-hmm. And let's just take emotional. Let's say we experienced something in our life when we were younger that was really very painful to us emotionally. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when we're younger, we're not mature enough or we don't know what to do with that. So it goes in our body. When your body starts to release and it starts to come up to be healed, mm-hmm. you're going to experience that again. And some people experience that as physical pain. Some people experience that as emotional pain. Mm-hmm. At that point, that's where some people say, oh, this isn't working for me. No, forget it. I got to go back to what I was doing. And I ask people, please just go through it. There's no way through but through because what's sitting on the other side, if you've never experienced it, is amazing. And yes, that to me is the definition of a healing crisis. You have to go through it all the way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's one of the reasons why I am so honored to be able to do this work because I get to witness and acknowledge people mm-hmm. as they go through that process. And I can be their cheerleader and I can encourage them because I understand what's happening right. with the body. Right. And, that, yeah. and on some level, you have to deal with someone's fear of success. Sure. Like, absolutely. you know, the ecology of, do you really want to, do you, do you really want to quit smoking? Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. and what would happen, you know, how would your life be if you did quit smoking? Yes. And smoking is an interesting thing that you bring up. And I appreciate that you did because not a lot of people know that smoking closes your emotional heart. It's one of the reasons why people reach for that because it numbs that part of them. Mm -hmm. If they're holding a lot of emotional pain in their heart Mm -hmm. because they've been hurt before, whether it's from their caretakers, whether it was from a relationship whether it was friendship, whether it was from, you know, another family member, um, that can be overwhelming for people. Mm-hmm. And so when they, when they smoke, and the same thing could happen with food or work or whatever it Alcohol. is that we use to distract ourselves from. Absolutely. Um, but smoking is an interesting thing because it, will, it, it, it can do that. So if you give up smoking, then that stuff's starting to start coming up and you're going to maybe start to feel that again. And that can be really scary for people mm-hmm. because it was so painful for them the first time around. Mm-hmm. What I tell people with that is you survived it the first time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to be able to really work with yourself and help yourself and remind yourself that you're going to get through this. Mm-hmm. Um, but a big piece of this also has to do with acknowledging the, the inner child, the younger one in us mm-hmm. that really suffered growing up. 
And, you know, again, that's a part of us that as adults, we just kind of put away. We don't really acknowledge. We don't really think about. Doesn't mean that that little one has gone away. Mm -hmm. It just means that we've suppressed that part of us. Mm -hmm. But it's so important when it comes to healing on every level of our being that we allow ourselves to connect in with Mm -hmm. that part. And And allow that greater potential to really come out. Yeah, for sure. You know, and that's and that do, little. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, and deal with the fears and any anxiety about that. Absolutely, because a lot of times it's that child within us that is afraid mm-hmm. and that is anxious mm-hmm. and that is angry mm-hmm. and that is resentful. Yeah. And so what happens is as adults, we may be acting in a way that we may or may not know is appropriate, you know, as an adult. But we may not understand why, why am I reacting that way? Mm-hmm. And it could be because they really need to heal that little one. And until they do, that little one is going to be leading the way. And there is a section of my book called Driving the Bus, where basically it is important for us as adults to really have compassion for that part of us that grew up suffering. And I don't necessarily mean abuse. Of course, there's going to be suffering if there's abuse, mm-hmm. but it could also be, you know, I mean, look, we were all raised by imperfect caretakers Mm -hmm. and, you know, our caretakers are really going to be able to love us the way that they love themselves. So let's say you're raised with somebody that doesn't really have a lot of self-love and then they're critical of us or they're judgmental of us or they say things that really hurt. You know, it can be those things, too, that we will take and we don't know what to do with. So we'll stuff it in us just so that we can get through it. Um, At some point, it really is important to acknowledge that part take that little child out of the driver's seat, put it in the passenger seat and really reparent that child. But it's such amazing work to be able to do this Mm -hmm. because we know what that child needs. And all we need to do is think, what would I have wanted growing up that I didn't get? And then we can take that information and reparent that little one, which is really that very soft, tender, vulnerable part Mm -hmm. of us. I'm starting to revisit that myself. And I'll give you an example. The other day at this Thursday night at this event I did, I told you about, um, you know, racing extinction film screening is that I had a little bit of time and it's at Seaside Center in Encinitas and there's a ball field there. And so I just went for a walk and I was walking and there was a all girls team and an all boys team. And I was just watching these kids play softball. And as a kid, I used to play baseball and loved it, <laughs> you know? So it just like, all of a sudden I just found myself lit up and thinking to myself, mm-hmm. do I need to like help coach a team? Do I need to wow. revisit that part of me? That's really playful that I so really enjoyed. And I actually was pretty good at, <laughs> you know? Yeah, maybe. So, maybe. I mean, in other words, that, that child, that that child within me was like screaming, going, let me out of here. I want to go play some ball. <laughs> <laughs> and isn't it true that as we move into adulthood, a lot of that starts to disappear because right. we work and we've got families and there's all these obligations and things we have to take care of that we can lose that part of us. And it is important. You know, I tell people, really try to offer yourself something that brings you joy every day to you know, light up that part, like you said. Yeah, well, and that's what I appreciate about my millennial friends is most Uh. all of them refuse to let go of that play. (laughs) You know, so they play. So it's like, it is fun to be around them. You know, let's play. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. I love it. So let me ask you a question. I always like to ask people, which is, 
Can you think of a time in your life that was really became a defining moment, whether it was about your career or personal or anything else, but just was a moment in time that was just totally defining and or redefining for yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Uh, that was when I healed my own inner child. Hmm. It was so I had grow. I grew up with a rather child uh, challenging childhood, and um, as a result, I did believe a lot of things about myself that really weren't true. Um, and I had put her away uh, in this place that was unreachable. Hmm. Um, when I started to do that work with her, I she didn't want anything to do with me. <laughs> she was pretty angry at me. Um, because I had ignored her for so many decades. Hmm. Um, I even had this dream before I started that work, a good 10 years before I started that work, where I was in this field of tall grass and I had lost my baby and I was frantic. I was looking all over and I finally hmm. found her and I picked her up and she had turned into a doll. And I gave her mouth to mouth resuscitation and I brought her back to life. And the second I brought her back to life, I lost her again. So that was, that was so poignant to show me that I really wasn't paying attention to that part of myself. Um, and it did take some time to be able to heal that inner child. What it took for me personally uh, was to really connect with the spiritual part of me because I needed to be able to trust into something that um, I, could, I could find peace with. And then I, or I really did, you know, reparent that little one and she's still with me. I mean, and I can, I know she's there today mm -hmm. because if something shows up like resentment, mm -hmm. um, I'll, you know, look at that. There's a, a saying, if I'm hysterical, it's historical. So if my reaction to something in my life is bigger than that particular situation calls for, I know that she's probably talking to me. And so I'll stop. I'll take a deep breath. I'll go within and I'll check in to see, you know, what's going on with you? How are you feeling? What's happening? And I will acknowledge her. Um, one of the reasons I think that things like Twitter and Facebook is so big on the planet is because people need to be heard. They need to be acknowledged. Right. And oftentimes it's that little one that's saying, I've been ignored long enough. Um, so in order to, you know, be able to work the way that I did, I had to heal that little one. That was absolutely defining with me personally. It allowed me to be able to start to open up to the vulnerability of intimacy in my life. It allowed me to be able to connect with clients in a way that I was probably fearful to do before. Um, you know, and even to do something like this, because I typically have been the type of person, I mean, look, I've been doing this for 21 years and I'm just starting to do some podcasts. I tend to fly under the radar. Um, but, you know, now that I'm really leading with the adult me and that I healed that younger part of me, I feel more confident. I feel able. I feel able to be more vulnerable to have conversations with you like this. So I really appreciate that. So, yeah, that has That's great. And, you've, and you continue the dialogue with your child? Yes, absolutely. You know, and I bring her with me if I'm going to go on vacation. I, you know, check in and I let her know we're going to go do this and get excited about it and offer that to her. Um, it's very important to keep that that child alive. Yeah, I, it I, is. Right. I, one thing I wanted to say is that in some non-expansive conscious circles, which there's many of that, is <laughs> that people would view that as somewhat, I don't know, schizophrenic, dual personality, <laughs> whatever. But... <laughs> But that conversation, that writing, that journaling, that communicating with all parts of yourself is really, really, I think, important. And what I learned from Carrie Lake, 
who teaches uh, tools for an awakening world is that the mind is not a sensory instrument, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of feeling the body. And it's really great for keeping us out of trouble and trying to figure things out and balancing our checkbook and all the rest of it. But, you know, in, in this consciousness shift that we've gotten to, it's pretty important to actually teach the mind to watch the body and have the, mi- have the mind and all parts of it be our friend. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yes, because the brain controls thought, thought controls the body. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if let's say I have an unhealed inner child mm-hmm. who you know, over time believes I'm not worthy of love, I'm not lovable, right. then we're going to start thinking, well, I'm really not lovable, I'm not worthy. And then that's going to go to our body. That's going to go to the food choices we make. That's going to go to the relationship choices we make. Mm-hmm. That's going to go to, you know, our, our work options, mm-hmm. right? So there could be situations where people are working in an industry that they're not happy in. Mm -hmm. But if they don't really believe that they are worthy to work in the field that's going to bring them joy every day, they may never get out of it. And where does does that unworthiness come from? You know, it's it's different for every person. Mm -hmm. But from my clinical work, it always comes from childhood. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's a voice going on inside. I mean, I, I sort of, in my training and stuff, I've realized that there's generally two voices, a kind voice and one that's pretty harsh. Yes. And, uh, you know, it's a matter of turning the volume down on the harsh voice and bringing the volume up on the kind one. And that kind, <laughs> and, and just be discretionary about what you're listening to. Be discretionary and have some critical thinking, which I think Americans largely lack. In terms of really just contemplation and thinking about, do I really want that to be a part of my life? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And, but in order to do that, people do need to acknowledge what they're feeling. And yeah. they do need to grieve uh, sometimes the loss of the childhood that they had wanted, mm-hmm. the loss of the relationship with a parent that they had wanted. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, sometimes people don't change a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And we may want a particular parent, or we may want a partner to be a certain way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we do need to be an acceptance of that. But before we can get to that acceptance, we do need to grieve the loss of it. Mm-hmm. Because as human beings, it's normal that we have expectations mm-hmm. of wanting things a certain way. But being that we can't control other people, we do have to step into that acceptance in order to have peace. Mm-hmm. So what other big topics would you like to cover? Oh, okay. So, um, beginning of May, I'm going to be offering an intentional cleanse. Awesome. And this is going to be a little different, maybe, than some other cleanses. Is this, that on, your, is this on your website? It is, yes. So, um, people can go to my website at the very top. You can sign in, just put in your email address. I and did I that. will. Oh, okay. And um, you'll automatically get my uh, email. And basically, what it is is a way to. Cleanse your body. It's going to be based on blood type, and it's also anti-inflammatory in nature. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the reasons people suffer physically is because they have too much inflammation. Mm -hmm. And so I want to give people an opportunity to eat in a way that they start to reduce the inflammation by taking those foods out. Mm -hmm. But by doing that, uh, certain things may start to come up. Certain feelings may start to come up. So So I'm going to put this in the chat line. What is the name of this? Sorry. Uh, intentional cleanse. And if they want to look at my Facebook, it's at intentional cleanse. Um, but if they go to my website, which you have up Iyasu mm-hmm. at the very top, just put in the email and then you'll get an email and you could download whatever, um, uh, blood type 
you okay. have, yeah, that food list. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and the reason for the intention part of it mm-hmm. is let's say I want to intend to release my fear mm-hmm. or shift my fear. Okay. When we take foods out that may be suppressing that part of us, mm-hmm. it comes up. And unless we have an intention and a focus in what it is that we are doing and wanting to change, it can really be challenging for people. Mm-hmm. But if you keep your focus on, all right, I'm reminding myself that I started this cleanse, I want to release my fear, then you inspire yourself. And you can help yourself and give yourself courage and strength to keep moving through the cleanse as you need to. And have those conversations with yourself. Have those, you know, kind of inner contemplations. Give yourself a chance to really get to know yourself. Mm -hmm. Understand why you make the choices that you do. Mm -hmm. Ask yourself, does this serve me anymore? Is this something from the past? Is this anything I need anymore? So it's really um, a lovely cleanse to be able to move through and help to heal yourself on deeper levels. Yeah. So it's a lot. It's a lot about having your quest not be like a garbage can that collects everything that comes its way. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I I have this uh, mantra that I'm not responsible for my thoughts because we get thoughts from everywhere, mm-hmm. but I am responsible for my thinking. So say more about that. Okay. So, you know, right now we're inundated, right, with the internet. Information. I mean, yeah. yeah. Oh, I just got a text message. Excuse me. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So, you know, thoughts can come from other people, right? Other people can be telling us things where we're getting it through a computer, where we can get it from friends, where we can get it from whoever. So we're not responsible for that. That's just floating around. But what do I do with that information? I'm responsible for what I think about in my life because that's going to put me on my path. So let's say I want to have a particular career. Well, what am I thinking about around that? Mm-hmm. You know, am I thinking, gee, can I really do that? Oh, what happens if I try and I fail? Right. So I'm responsible for what I'm thinking about. And if my thinking is not producing the results that I want in my life, then I need to change my thinking. Mm-hmm. And it can change like that in a moment. It can change. You know, I think some people think that consciousness and awareness and all that stuff could be this long, drawn out, years long thing. And it doesn't have to be. It can Mm -hmm. shift in a moment with a choice. In a twinkling of an eye. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, just because I'm I'm trying to stay focused with you, but I'm also trying to get information out through the chat thing. But this um, this program you're doing, um, how is it available? Oh, the as far as the cleanse? Yeah, yeah, the intentional oh, okay. cleanse. So basically, what I tell people to do is just go ahead and sign up on the e- just give your email on the website, okay, um, and then you'll automatically receive the cleanse in an email back. Gotcha. And that will give you the information as to how to do the cleanse. It'll have the food list. But I do recommend that you start with a colonic, either with me or if you don't live in the L.A. area, you know, go find a colon therapist in your um, area. Can't do those. Uh, You can't do those remote, huh? (laughs) That's going to be a little challenging. Um, People can't do some home enemas if they don't have access to a colon therapist in their area. Mm -hmm. Um, And there is an association that I am um, involved in called the International Association of Colon Hydrotherapy. It's i-act.org. It's called what? I-act? I-act. 
org is the website. Okay. And that you can go on and you can put, you can click on referrals and then put your city or your zip code to find a colon therapist in your area. And that's a really great, great way to know, uh, you know, to be able to find somebody. Because the thing I hear, you know, over and over is I've always wanted a colonic, but I didn't know where to go. So I feel confident in giving you this link okay. so that people can find somebody because at least I'll know that they've been trained properly and embedded. Right. Is there anything else you want to cover? I'm going to do a short poll here shortly, but what else would you like to do? I mean, people can get in touch with you. The best way is what? Through the website, you think? Uh, through the website or email. Okay. I, I check my email constantly. I'm pretty accessible to people on my website. You know, people can make appointments or request appointments by email. Mm-hmm. They can call me. They can text me. You know, what, whatever way is easiest for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I do also offer metaphysical phone sessions for those of your listeners that may want to do this work, mm-hmm. um, but they are not in the LA area. Okay. Then we can go ahead and set it up that way, and I can work with people that way. It's um, it's a lovely way to be able to do this work because since I created this um, style of healing, it's not available anywhere else. Yeah, very very yeah. nice. All right. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You know, if there's because there's so many different types of issues that people have. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, if there's something particular that somebody wants to talk to me about, I'm, I'm happy to dive into that. And I'm actually going to egg Stephanie on to actually do a paid webinar with us. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Absolutely. No, seriously. Which, mm-hmm. um, and this is part of the reason we created this, this platform didn't create the platform, but use the platform because People like you, people that have their act together and professionals, so I wanted to make it really easy for people to be able to actually create um, a webinar series if you want. Um, I'm working on that currently. Oh, you are? Awesome. Yes. Great. So, um, And actually get paid for it as well. I'm working on that too. (laughs) Good. Well, we should talk about that off the call at some point. Absolutely. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, good. Anything else you'd like to say? You know, yeah, I do. I really just want to encourage your listeners, you know, we are all so much more alike than different. Mm. And um, what you were talking about earlier about having those two different voices talking Mm -hmm. to us, Mm -hmm. I really just want to encourage people, you know, as much as you can, please be kind, gentle and compassionate with yourself. Um, A lot of the things that people are dealing with in their lives are, are really heavy and they're painful. And uh, the kinder you can be to yourself I do think um, the better it will be for you because mm-hmm. really at the end of the day, all anyone wants is just to love and be loved. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate you having me on. Thank you. And thank you for creating this platform for all of us to be able to, you know, just yeah. let other people know yeah. what's out there. And, mm-hmm. Stephanie, thanks so much. Thank you, John. Really I had a great time. It. Me too. <laughs>